I was a virgin sacrifice. And yeah, it's just as creepy as it sounds. I died on a Thursday, at 27 minutes after midnight, killed by a monster intent on stealing my soul. The good news? He didn't get it. The bad news? Turns out not even death will get you out of high school. I've always hated Mondays, but this particular Monday, a beautiful day in late April, seemed ready to deliver its very own brand of hell. I stood in front of the bathroom mirror at 7.30 in the morning, staring at myself, trying to decide exactly how alive I should look. In the movies, people are always faking their own deaths, but I couldn't think of anyone else, real or fictional, who'd faked survival. I'd have to blaze this trail all on my own. How pale would a person look 29 days after being stabbed to death? That would depend on the severity of the wound, right? On the number of organs injured? On the amount of blood lost? Since no one at my school knew any of those details, they wouldn't know if my performance was off. So I could play the part however I wanted, right? No one had to know that my pale skin and sweaty palms were really the result of a colossal case of first-day back nerves. My stomach churned as I stared at my reflection, wondering how I could possibly feel so different, yet look exactly the same as I had before I died, except for the new scar. Exactly the same as I would look next year, and the year after that, and a decade after that, and for as many centuries as my afterlife lasted. Kaylee, breakfast, my father called from the kitchen. I'm dead, Dad, I called back, dropping my hairbrush into the drawer. I don't eat anymore. A minute later, my father appeared in the doorway in a grease-splattered T-shirt and jeans, frowning at me. You don't have to eat. That doesn't mean you shouldn't. I think you'd feel a lot better if you had something warm in your stomach. I turned and leaned against the counter crossing my arms over my chest. That's not really how it works. No arguments. I made pancakes and bacon. I want you at the table in five minutes. I sighed as his footsteps retreated toward the kitchen. He was trying. I wasn't sure what he was trying, but he was serious about it. I crossed the hall into my room for a pair of shoes and blinked in surprise at the empty space at the center of my room, where the bed used to be. It had been four weeks since we'd gotten rid of the ruined mattress and sheets, and I still wasn't used to the new purple quilt that had replaced the blue comforter my psychotic math teacher had bled out on. After my death, I'd avoided my room for nearly a week, until my father figured out what I'd been too embarrassed to tell him— that I couldn't go in there without seeing it all in my head, reliving my own death. That night, he and Todd had rearranged every piece of furniture I owned until my room was unrecognizable. That was three weeks ago. And I still couldn't get used to seeing my bed against the wall, my desk slanted across one corner of the room. But this time, when I glanced into that corner, I couldn't help but smile.